Hello, folks. Thanks for listening to the fifth episode of the Open Connect Theist podcast. Today, I'm going to be reading an article from 1997. It's called Deceptions of the End Time by Richard T. Rittenbaugh, Forerunner Prophecy Watch. It's from the website cgg.org, Church of the Great God. Now, I'm not going to expound on what denomination this, this site is. I don't care. I thought this article was actually really great. And I think that my listeners would uh, maybe enjoy hearing it. Human nature is incredibly self-deceptive, and sometimes the truth hurts and our hearts deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Jeremiah 17.9 will avoid admitting the truth at all costs. The heart is so deceitful that it will often not admit it can be deceived. These days, deceit is the name of the game. People seem to operate under the notion that lying is okay under two conditions. One, it does not harm anyone, an impossibility. And two, it helps promote a good cause, usually someone's personal agenda, career, or financial situation. Millions will confess that white lies, of course, are harmless and that they have told hundreds of them without any ill effects. Surveys conducted by leading polling firms frequently report on a rising tide of deceit in public and private. Falsifying tax forms, though fraudulent, is so common that the Internal Revenue Service assumes each tax return is incorrect. A game called Balderdash, the object of which is to deceive the other players, is available in toy stores all over the nation. And how many of us live by the motto, believe only half of what you read? In today's world, perhaps it is time to update this to even say 20%. And he wrote this back in 1997, folks. That was 23 years ago. In early May, a leading Charlotte businessman, chief executive of Transamerica Reinsurance, resigned from his lucrative and influential position because someone discovered that he had submitted false information on his resume many years ago. His lies, more than a decade past and probably forgotten, reached out and bit him, costing him his career, his influence, and his reputation. We have come a long way from the time when a man's word was his bond, when a contract could be sealed with a handshake. Verbal promises are meaningless today, and even advertisers fill their commercials on the radio and television with legalese to ward off lawsuits for false advertising. Now, what has this world come to? Just as his disciples asked him, what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? Jesus brings up deceptions. Take heed that no one deceives you, that many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. Matthew 24, verses 3 to 4 and verse 11. He is saying that an increase in lying and deceit will be a hallmark of the end time. Jesus speaks particularly of religious deception, especially of those who will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. Verse 5. At the end of this uh Basically, at the end of the podcast, I'm going to share a video of a rabbi who claims uh, that he is speaking to the Messiah. It's kind of scary. Right. Uh, Jesus speaks particularly of religious deception, especially of those who will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. Verse 5. Most likely, he did not mean those who would claim themselves to be the Messiah, but those who would use Jesus' name to preach falsehoods. Every Christian church of this world professes Christ as Savior, but do their ministers preach the truth he brought? Are many Christians, and I use air quotes, 1.9 billion strong around the world in 1996, it's like 2.2 billion now, being deceived by a false gospel? This prophecy is fulfilled every Sunday around the world. But it affects not only Christians. The other religions of man are no more honest than this world's Christianity. Regarding the Ninth Commandment, Judaism's great rabbis of the past have made exceptions to allow for deceit and lying. For example, they would allow a Jew to lie to Christians and other heathens, but it was a great sin to lie to another Jew. The Talmud maintains and endorses falsehoods about Jesus, vilifying him with names and alleging he was illegitimate. Islam fares no better. 
It purports that God chose Ishmael over Isaac and that the Arab peoples over the Israelites, but it uses large chunks of Israelite history to fill out its past. It claims Muhammad is a greater prophet than Jesus and that he ascended to heaven on his horse, I believe they call it a Barak, on his horse from the site of the Dome of the Rock on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. Its adherents believe that killing infidels will earn them a place in heaven, spawning worldwide state-sponsored terrorism. The many Eastern religions range from polytheism and animism to abstract existential philosophies. Now, none teach the truth about the great questions of life. For example, regarding life after death, Eastern religions run the gamut from nihilism to reincarnation, while none preach the kingdom of God. Some espouse living a moral life, and others take a more epicurean stance, but none teach all of the Ten Commandments. Billions of people have been and are being deceived by these false faiths. The latecomers to the smorgasbord of this world's religions are the New Age groups. They often blend or syncretize traditional beliefs with some form of mysticism, spiritism, or rank demonism. Some of these call Jesus one of the enlightened masters, or call him an embodiment of Lucifer, or like some of the Gnostics believe he was the first emanation slash creation of God. Whatever the case, such religions have deceived millions and led them farther away from the truth of God. Folks, I want to maybe point out that Madonna, the singer, is a Kabbalist. Now, Kabbalah, that's Jewish mysticism. And it's essentially witchcraft, from what I understand of it. Jesus' instruction, however, is simple. Be vigilant not to be deceived. Through the Apostle Paul, he teaches, test all things Hold fast what is good. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 21. In Timothy 1, in 1 Timothy 6, 20, he writes, Guard what was committed to your trust, avoiding the profane and vain babblings and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. In his next letter to Timothy, Paul expounds further. Hold fast the pattern of sound words which you have heard from me in faith and love which are in Christ Jesus, that good thing which was committed to you keep by the Holy Spirit which dwells in us. 2 Timothy 1, verses 13 and 14. Once we have proved what is right and true by the faith and love of God, we must never let anyone persuade us otherwise. We have the strength to hang on through God's own power. Secular deception, dishonesty, is not confined to religions by any means. The whole world is based on a lie. Satan said to Mother Eve, you will not surely die. Genesis 3, verse 4. And humanity has been deceiving and being deceived ever since. Many of us in God's church, trying to live by the commandments, are simply unaware of the extent of dishonesty in our society. Research, recent research, however, shows that the average person tells a lie every eight minutes. That is seven lies per hour. 112 per 16-hour day, and 40,880 per year. At that rate, the average individual would lie over 2.8 million times over a 70-year lifetime. Does mankind follow the way of the father of lies or not? Hmm. In its typical fashion, Hollywood recently made a mockery out of this scourge of society in the comedy Liar Liar. In the film, a young boy wishes his father, a lawyer, ugh, had to tell the truth for one whole day and his wishes granted. The rest of the story shows how frequently people resort to deceptions to smooth their road through life. For most, as the movie portrays, lying has become a matter of habit and an accepted practice. In many areas, lying has become an art form. We can see this clearly in the financial world where numbers and statistics are manipulated with Machiavellian flair. We tend to trust numbers because we think, aren't they rational and quantifiable? Numbers don't lie, but they do, and in the hands of talented people, they can do tremendous harm. 
One example of this occurs in the U.S. government's employment statistics. The president will take credit for a huge reduction of unemployed workers by saying jobless claims decreased by so many percent. The truth is that these numbers fail to distinguish what kind of jobs these people are taking. How many of these people were laid off from full-time, well-paying management positions yet took minimum wage jobs at the local fast food restaurant? Thus, the economy looks rosy, but in reality, personal income is falling. The government does similar things with other statistical reports, such as inflation, consumer spending, and foreign trade. I just want to say, at the time this article was written, Bill Clinton was the president of the United States, folks. The medical and pharmaceutical professions do likewise. The American Cancer Society claims that a woman's risk of breast cancer is one, uh, one in nine. In fact, there are many different claims, most of them lower, including that a woman under 50 has a 1 in 1,000 chance of suffering breast cancer. The truth is, writes Cynthia Crossan in her book, Tainted Truth, the, Manipula the Manipulation of Fact in America. Of course, the seat begins at home. A national survey conducted in 1984 for the IRS reports that half of Americans have a flexible standard of honesty. Uh, doesn't end there. Okay, yada yada. This is, yada, this is really fun. Yeah, lying wonders. The Apostle Paul prophesied of such an apostasy in 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 3, uh, 9, verse 12. And he prefaces it with a warning against being deceived. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first, and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, Antichrist. This, the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan, with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion, that they should believe the lie, that they all may be condemned who do not believe the truth but had pleasure in his unrighteousness. The great apostasy may already be fully underway, folks, spurred by the rising tide of deception in society. With so much information available, Daniel 12, verse 4, along with so many spiritual ways to manipulate it, Daniel 12, verse 4 says, But you, Daniel, shut up the, the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. Well, we do have the internet. I think that's a huge increase in knowledge. Men find it extremely easy to deceive millions instantly. This is especially true for those who do not really believe the true source of knowledge. God and his word, thus, after subtle doctrinal changes, many of the brethren have fallen away. The coming of the lawless one, however, is still future. His rise to prominence and power will be accompanied by incredible miracles, but they will be false signs and wonders. Lies produced by Satan to appear as if they are of God. See Revelation 13, verse 11 to 15. The beast... Here we are. Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb and spoke like a dragon. And he exercises all the authority of the first beast in his presence and causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. He performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. And folks, right after that verse, verse 15, it talks about the mark of the beast, how he will force everyone to take a mark in his hand or his forehead. And if they do not have this mark of this beast, they are not able to buy and sell, trade, work, travel, etc., etc., and then it also says that in the final verse of that of number th of Revelation 13, it says that this takes wisdom, that the number of the beast is the number of a man, 666. I've done podcasts on this before, so if you have been listening, you know what I'm talking about. He will use all unrighteous deception, a hint that he does and says 
what he does and says will appear as righteous, yet someone who knows and loves the truth can see through it and avoid being deceived. You need the Holy Spirit, folks. You need that spirit of discernment that only God can give you to see through the deceptions of the devil. If you are not of God, you will fall for it. The whole world will fall under his spell except those who have the Holy Spirit. Well, and even some of them who have it, sadly, will fall for it. The coming of the lawless one, however, is still future. His rise to prominence and power will be accompanied by incredible miracles, but they will be false signs and wonders, lies produced by Satan who appears if they are of God. Satan will really pull out all the stops to deceive as many as possible, especially the so-called sons of God. The lawless one will be so slick that all who dwell on the earth will worship him whose name, names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the world, Revelation 13.8. But as Paul writes elsewhere, if we hold fast to the pattern of sound words that we learned. If we guard the truth, we will not be deceived. Paul repeats these instructions to the Thessalonians in this context. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which you were taught, whether by word or our epistle, 2 Thessalonians 2.15. The key to resisting deception is being convicted of the truth. The truth is what was first revealed to the apostles. As Jude puts it, contend earnestly for the faith which was once delivered to all the saints, Jude 3. As they saw the first century apostasy coming, all the apostles warned about deceivers and urged the brethren to be certain of and to stick to the doctrines of God. It is our surest hedge against being caught up in the deceptions of the end times that are already upon us. In his old age, the apostle John summed up in a prophecy for today what is happening and what we need to be doing. For many deceivers have gone out into the world who do not confess Jesus Christ is coming in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Look to yourselves that we do not lose these things we worked for, but that we may receive a full reward. Second John, verses 7 and 8. And that's the article, folks. I mean, there's a lot of stuff I skipped over because it was kind of, you know, boring and whatever. But, you know, like statistics from Americans in 1997, those probably don't have much relevance today. Uh, but the stuff that was important, I thought, was pretty poignant. And if you agree with me, I invite you to say the sinner's prayer with me. I invite you to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior because only through Jesus and the Holy Spirit can you resist temptation. So folks, say this, say this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I come to you in prayer asking for the forgiveness of my sins. I confess with my mouth and believe with my heart that Jesus is your Son and that he died on the cross at Calvary that I might be forgiven and have eternal life in the kingdom of heaven. Father, I believe that Jesus rose from the dead, and I ask you right now to come into my life and be my personal Lord and Savior. I repent of my sins and will worship you all the days of my life. Because your word is truth, I confess with my mouth that I am born again and cleansed by the blood of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Folks, I invite you to say that prayer and become my brother or sister in Christ. Because the dark times are coming. We are rapidly approaching revelation 13 with microsoft id 2020 that digital tattoo that bill gates wants everyone to get to show that we were vaccinated yeah pat number 060606 the number of the beast is also the number of a man folks the time for knowledge is now the time for wisdom is now amen ראש השנה, יום הדין, השתבש מולד, אנחנו עכשיו הגענו לזמן ש... 
כולו אלפי שנים, מה שאנחנו כאילו, אלפי שנים עם ישראל מחכים שיבוא הגואל. אז הצדיקים אמרו, ביקשו שאני אפיס את זה, שכל הזמן לבקש שלושה דברים, מלכות השם, מלכות בית דוד, בני בית המקדש. מלכות השם, שתבע שמונה, רוצים שאתה תהיה מלך עלינו, גם הם מלכותך, זהו שאתה תמלוך עלינו. בוודאי, וזה הולך ביחד, מלכות בית דוד. כמו שכתוב, ביקשו את השם אלוהיהם ודוד מלכם. אנחנו מבקשים, כל הזמן לבקש, כל הזמן, וכל הזמן לא לשכוח. כל מצווה שאתה עושה, בשביל זה יבוא משיח, תגלה משיח, ויבנה בית מקדש. כל מצווה, ממש, אתה הולך ללכת ברכה ברכה, בשביל הברכה הזאת, כל מצווה, שיבוא ממש, כל היום, כל היום, להתגעגע על משיח, כל היום, לבקש שיבוא משיח. ממש, כי הצדיקים אומרים שהמשיח כבר נמצא בעולם, פה אצלנו, פה בארץ ישראל, והוא התחיל לעשות פעולות, צריך, הוא רק מחכה להוראה מהקדוש ברוך הוא שיתגלה, הוא יתגלה. ממש, התחזק, ממש אמר, תגלה את המשיח, רוצים שאתה תמלוך עלינו, דוד המלך ימלוך עלינו. תבנה את המקדש, שלושה דברים נבקש כל הזמן. גם אמרו לי שנבקש מהיהודים שבחוץ לארץ, שיעלו לארץ ישראל. ממש, כולם לעלות לישראל, שתבש מולעד, תחילה שנה וקהילותיה, בנגפותיה, בכל המצרותיה, תתחיל שנה וברכותיה, וישועותיה, ורפואותיה, וגאולה שלמה, אמן. כל אחד שמגיע אליו, סרטון הזה, יפיס אותו לפחות, לפחות, לעשר אנשים. ויהיה לך חלק, כל מי שיפיס, יהיה לו חלק בגאולה. מי שיזכה יפיס עוד יותר, 